What's going on, Concrete fam? This is Ben Diamond, and I am excited for you to listen to this interview with Miles Ehrlich. Miles is one of the best writers covering the WNBA, and his passion and enthusiasm for the Liberty in particular is evident in his work. Our conversation was a really interesting one, touching on not only his fandom, but how he balances that with his media coverage of the team and the W. We also spoke about his excitement around the Liberty's offseason moves and the team's highly anticipated debut season at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. It was awesome to learn more about the Liberty from an expert source. So with that, let's start the show. Miles, uh, you know, I, I checked out your bio on Nets Republic, and it said you're from Brooklyn, New York, and that you write for the Liberty Beat there with Nets Republic, but you also do a bunch of other W writing with uh, Queens Ballers Club, and I, pr- I believe it's pronounced Winsider, or yeah, is it Winsider. W Insider? Winsider. I have okay. the same question for a while. <laughs> Everything's in print, so it's so tough. Yeah, exactly. And um, you were also writing for TBW uh, as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So that site, unfortunately, that was the first site I wrote for, mm. and that was a casualty of the pandemic uh, pretty early on. Wow. Um, but I spent my first year writing about the W there. Oh, okay. So my way into it. Well, good for you to have bounced around to some other places as well now. Um, and it, I love this line on your bio. It says, when not writing, Miles usually playing, watching, or reading about sports. That's something I can definitely uh, relate to. So you're, yeah. And I, is that all types of sports, or is that really strictly basketball? No. So I grew up, baseball was my first love. That was the sport that I grew up playing and watching. Mm. And I was I was a Yankee fan growing up in the 90s, so that yep. was kind of... That that was how yeah. I felt. It. <laughs> what a great time um, to start being a fan. Yeah, which is great because otherwise I've got the Knicks and I've got the Jets and I've got the Islanders <laughs> and I've got the Liberty and like none of them are really doing much winning. Right. So the Yankees have kind of kept me afloat for mm-hmm. most of my sports life. Gotcha. And did you uh, play any sports growing up? Yeah, I played um, baseball with my brother a lot, but uh, basketball was like the the organized sport that nice. I played a lot. Um, I played through high school and then, you know, some men's leagues when I was above 18. And then <laughs> I played some like some wood bat baseball leagues also. But now cool. I've kind of evolved to like company softball mm-hmm. and flag football and like all of those like social sports, Absolutely. Football, things like that. Yep. I've done the kickball route. I've done the softball route. Um, yep. I played <laughs> basketball as well growing up and actually in college as well. So basketball is definitely my true love. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, you're a fan of a lot of sports, but you know, you're tied in with the Liberty now with all the writing you do. Um, were you a fan of the Liberty before you started writing about them? And if so, how did you become a Liberty fan? Yeah. So it's yes and no. Like they were kind of always, I was always peripherally like paying attention to the WNBA. And I think that's just because I'm one of those people that like would sleep through and fall asleep with sports center on and wake up with sports center on and then kind of like get all the news through osmosis in the middle of the night. Like I just kind of absorb all of it. Um, So like when I, when I was a kid, I remember my first memory of the Liberty, uh, my mom and I were, were going to Costco and we were listening to a game on the radio that we just happened to turn to. And this was like late nineties. So the, the W was only a couple of years old at that point because they're hitting their 25th season this, this upcoming year. Um, And it was just a good game back and forth. And we just sat in the car and like, ended up listening to the entire second half because we were just so (laughs) invested in it. Um, But yeah, it wasn't like that was, that's a great story, but it's not the moment (laughs) that like I really super, super got into it. There was no like huge aha moment. It was (laughs) just like a few years ago, I guess about four years ago, I 
started to really get into Twitter more and I was following a lot of sports people. And then it, I don't even know if it was a specific person that I followed, but I, it just kind of clicked for me. Like I love basketball and I, you know, I'm supporting women however mm. I can day to day. Like, why am I not like right in on the WNBA? <laughs> and then I found out that like the league pass was $17 or $17.99, mm-hmm. something like that. And I said, okay, let me just like watch a couple of games and, then by like by the time that season ended and the next one rolled around, I was <laughs> trying to tell all my friends, look, it's only $17 for the investment. But I was shocked at that point when I was like, I knew two or three players in every team just mm. from there are only 144 players in the league. And just from like watching those sports center top tens, like <laughs> anyone who rolled through Yukon made it onto Sports Center at some point. Right. Um, so I was kind of shocked by how much I knew at the jump. And mm-hmm. then getting into a new sport is intimidating because of how many people you have to learn but this mm. is it's not really the case of the w because it's it's 12 teams right um so and then you have one yeah. and you have a team in your backyard more or less exactly I mean, well now you said four yeah i was just gonna say four years yeah. ago they were probably so they, going from msg to westchester and then mm-hmm. kind of in that purgatory yeah i started writing while they were up in two seasons ago so while they were up in westchester and i was doing that trip so when they when they made the announcement to come to Brooklyn. That was, that was huge for me. I, I've been in Brooklyn my entire life and like mm-hmm. all over different parts of it. Um, but not having to do that drive up there is, is I'm excited for that. And that just yeah. keeps being delayed, unfortunately. Right. Uh, of course. But you know, that Barclays debut is going to be awesome. Um, but there was definitely, did you, did you feel any pushback during that time going to Westchester about how it felt unfair to the Liberty to be up there considering that they were one of the more popular draws in the league? Um, yeah. Uh, definitely. I, I think it's also, there, there are so few, um, opportunities for player empowerment that we're start we're starting to see more, mm-hmm. but a venue is something that if players, if free agents are trying to make a choice for where they want to play, mm-hmm. like it, these women de- deserve better than that. There's no, there was no home court advantage. And like, that's all respect to the people that worked at WCC because mm-hmm. they were doing the best they could with that space, but like the Westchester right. Knicks play up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it felt like a, like a high school or college gym and mm-hmm. like auditorium combo. Like it had right. a stage in the back yeah. and stuff. And like, uh, I've been there, played there before yeah. um, some leagues growing up. Uh, yeah, no, that's a great so, like, it's not, yeah, it's not the venue itself. It's just not for the, these are professional women and mm-hmm. like they should be playing at a professional arena. Right. And like, so in 2019, um, they had a regular season game at the Barclays center and just the energy there was phenomenal. Mm. Um, and it was just like a preview. Cause at that point, if I remember correctly, there were rumors, but it wasn't officially confirmed yet mm-hmm. that they were going to be moving to the Barclays center full time. Um, but just like they came out and they had the, the giant Liberty torch that they had to require yeah. because that would have burned down Westchester and like <laughs> all of Westchester, not just that arena. Like it was a <laughs> torch that they were able to put out on the court and like the, the flame came back and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was dope. And like, I'm just excited for that. And that, and that's like, they did a rebrand. That's how you build. Right. That's how you make yourself a destination. Mm-hmm. Cause like yeah. you're also in New York city again. Absolutely. And um, you know, I, I I, I'm also a Knicks fan, um, born and raised in Manhattan. So I don't have as much of a Brooklyn connection, although I've spent time there and worked there a little bit, but I thought it was cool that they kept the New York name 
And I don't know, maybe that is something that's like down the line going to be part of more rebranding, but I thought it was cool that, yeah, they're playing in Brooklyn, but they kept that New York name because they were yeah. one of the first franchises, you know, and like you said, coming up on the 25th year anniversary. Absolutely. And the thing with that is, which I'm actually like trying to figure out an angle to write an article on is their mascot is Maddie, who was named after Madison Square Garden. Oh. <laughs> so I wonder I didn't what, even know Maddie's, that. what Maddie's fate is going to be if now they're going to be Barclays full time, but we'll see. I got to figure out who I, I can pepper with that question. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's definitely for the higher ups. Um, it might go above the GM on that one. Um, that's awesome. So, you know, you talked about that 2019 game with great energy. Um, has, has there been any other Liberty game that really stands out to you that you've been to either as a fan or for covering for, you know, the writing you've been doing? Yeah, I, I would say that like, so there have been two games that I've been to at the Barclays Center. There was that regular season mm-hmm. game. And then there was also another one. Uh, that they played an exhibition against mm-hmm. the Chinese national team, uh, oh. which was Han Shu's debut mm-hmm. back in 2019 also. Um, and that was like uh, when Joe Tsai bought the team and when Han Shu mm-hmm. was drafted, there were there was a lot of conversation about like, this is a partnership. There's a, a huge untapped potential there uh, for the Asian American basketball fans in New York City. Um, and that was just kind of cool to see, to go to a game. And that's the closest I've been to like an international game. It felt mm. like because they were fan sections and at the games at Westchester, Han had her own fan section as well. Wow. Um, which is like, I guess I've seen that at Yankee games a little bit mm-hmm. when there are different players from different, I remember like Hideki Matsui had a, yep. a huge following and like Tanaka in recent years. Um, but like that, that was very, very cool to see. But my, my, first Liberty game that I went to. So what was great about Westchester for the fans was that there was no bad seat and Mm -hmm. that you could be paying $15 and like, you know, I remember I sat in the first row above the visiting bench and I, Mm -hmm. I was within like 10 feet of Bill Lambier who was like storming up and down the sideline, yelling at everybody. Mm -hmm. And like, for for that, I remember there were a couple of girls that were sitting in the same row next to my friend and I, and they were in full Girl Scout costume, like Girl <laughs> Scout uniforms. Right. And like there there was just that level of support where it's like mm-hmm. you're able to see the game through their eyes and through right. their investment. And that happened at basically every game or if you walk around and there are like Planned Parenthood stations mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's a league that is just like, morally aligned with everything Mm -hmm. that i'm looking for and it's so empowering and Mm. um i'm trying to think if there was like a specific game i mean that that game against um the aces with lambier storming around was (laughs) literally broke like the longest losing streak in WNBA history oh uh up there (laughs) There um and that was like against the aces who were a powerhouse at that Mm -hmm. point because they'd just gotten liz cambage to go with asia wilson and like that that team was I I went there assuming it was going to be a loss on the whole drive <laughs> up and then was still confused on the drive back and because they beat them by a bunch. That's awesome. Good, yeah. So then it's funny. I I love that you talk about the young girls at the game watching it and kind of seeing it through their eyes because you know representation is everything and it's such an important league in that sense. But not just for little girls. It's important for you know little boys too to see you know yeah. really powerful uh, women, amazing athletes, amazing leaders in the community. So I'm curious, what are some of the fan interactions you've had now? Um, 
you know, both as a fan at, at, in media, you talk about being involved on Twitter. Um, you know, is there anything about this fan base that has surprised you? And then the second part of that question would be what, what more do you want from this fan base, especially with it establishing itself in Brooklyn and, you know, the, really this being the new era, obviously this summer, this past summer kind of derailed that start to the new era. Yeah. Uh, well, Twitter really is an amazing place. Like mm-hmm. fans of the W and like, as well as like the support that you see that extends to the NWSL and the yeah. NWHL, because that became like a cross-platforming support over this summer or this past year mm-hmm. as the other women's sports leagues came back. Uh, it's largely just like a collection of people out there that are championing women's excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some really cool interactions with overseas fans and like i've been on the other side of that time gap because WNBA players will join teams overseas of course. when they're yeah when they're at their off season so like i have a really really deep level of appreciation for that <laughs> level of investment absolutely um but yeah i also need to like shout out the WNBA's media community because mm-hmm. so much of the coverage is coming from independent outlets mm-hmm. and like the pay is just so often minimal in mm-hmm. relation to the depth of coverage and the depth of information that is being distilled. Right. So like if someone's covering the W it's a passion, like they've grinded to get to that point so mm-hmm. that they could amplify the game. It's not like there's some huge payday mm-hmm. waiting at the end of it. And like the love and recognition there is real too. Like all the other writers and reporters and journalists and like everyone is going out of their way to help promote work and engage in conversation and just support however they can. Mm-hmm. So it's a really validating space to be in. And I don't, take that for granted at all. And like, I just got off of a, a call for a couple of hours today because of, uh, I was on clubhouse because, mm-hmm. uh, Renee Montgomery is part of a, a team, part of a new ownership yep. group that just bought out Kelly Leffler from, mm-hmm. from the Atlanta dream. And like, that's a huge deal for so many reasons. Yeah, absolutely. All the political <laughs> ramifications of yep. all that. And like, we just talked for a couple of hours and like in that room and mm-hmm. that's incredible. And, and that access I think that that was one of the first things that kind of pulled me to the W was, mm. um, I mean, like I was on Twitter for a little while before that, just following like, you know, Woj and mm-hmm. I was trying to like find out who was getting drafted 30 seconds before they were getting drafted. <laughs> like yep. that was kind of what I used Twitter for. And the, the idea of interacting with players or with media mm-hmm. members or even with fans, like, and, and oftentimes you'll get into, fans can be hostile on Twitter, (laughs) you know, it's Twitter fingers, but like (laughs) the W doesn't really have that. There's like, there, there, there obviously are going to be outliers here and there, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's just such a a supportive community and it's, um, and you can reach out to a player and you can like say, Hey, I wrote an article about this player. And then you look and that, and that person's talking about it or retweeting it or saying that's not right or whatever. And like, (laughs) and that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, has there been any, has there been any, uh, specific thing that maybe you've written about a Liberty player that, uh, was amplified by them or maybe perhaps disagreed with, uh, has Hmm. there anything stood out to you yet with an interaction with a player? Uh, I have, I, I haven't had any real negative interactions. Luckily, I've seen those happen before. Uh, and I've given people a hard time when that happens to them. Yep. Although like a couple of weeks ago, when uh, Banaja Laney signed with the Liberty, mm-hmm. I asked GM Jonathan Kolb, like, 
Um, you you had promised that this was going to be a huge off season. Like, are you guys working on anything else? He's like, we're not talking about that today. That's like this is <laughs> this is about Benaja. Oh man! And sure enough, like a week later, they they pull off a big trade and they get Natasha Howard and Sammy Wickham mm-hmm. and like, I, I felt a little bit better about that. But it it's just <laughs> kind of cool to be in that space and in that mm-hmm. room to begin with. Right. Um, but yeah, luckily I haven't had anyone come after me too mm-hmm. hard um yet and i I think that's that's just a matter of time but i look forward to it yeah that's how you know you're uh writing good stuff right or creating conversation generating yeah generating (laughs) conversations um you know you're uh you're talking about now you know talking to the gm jonathan kolb and you're it sounds like maybe there's a little is there some push and pull between your fandom of the liberty and then the you covering the liberty or is this just a moment of being like, wow, I'm a fan of the team and I get to talk to the GM and I get to report on these big moves? Uh, well, it's so last season was my first season with media access. Mm-hmm. So this offseason has been tough because it's the first time I've actually gotten to know players mm. before they leave the team. Right. Uh, and that's mm. really, really difficult because I always had fan favorites and, you know, I'm still not over like, the Yankees not having room for D.B. Gregorius. Like, that's, right. that's <laughs> but like Amanda Zowie B was just mm-hmm. such a pleasure to cover yeah. these last couple of years. And she's just such a great person. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for her. She got a deal with the Sparks and she's yep. making good money and she's mm-hmm. going to be in LA. Like, she, she'll be fine. She's, <laughs> she's okay. she'll be. Um, but like, I was super bummed out about mm-hmm. it, even though like it was a foregone conclusion with all the other moves they were making. Right. Yeah. Um, so that like, I think I'm still learning the balance of fandom and, mm. and, and coverage. Um, but also being in rooms like that, those clubhouses, mm-hmm. I become the de facto like Liberty person. So while I like am talking as someone who's like really, really has their finger on the pulse mm-hmm. for what's going on with the Liberty, there's also a little bit of that, that the fandom has to be pulled out again because mm. it's like, of course, we we need someone to like go to bat and be passionate about this team. And I'm, I have that reserve yeah. and I can almost like flip the switch and say, okay, <laughs> here's why you're wrong. And here's why the Liberty are going to take it all next year and shock the world. I would love that. Um, you know, last summer was, I think a turning point for some of my friends um, with their fandom or maybe just their interest. Uh, you know, when you draft Sabrina Ionescu, you're bringing in one of the biggest stars across all sports. Um, so I think there was definitely some peaked interest, but then, she gets hurt in game three and they don't win much. And so that now it's again, hopefully this year, it'll be more about people like tuning in and having more reasons to rewatch than just Sabrina. Um, and this yeah. off season seems like all signs show that there'll be a lot of reasons to watch outside of just. Sabrina. Yeah. It was so tough because they were not very good in 2019 and mm-hmm. I had a partial season ticket plan there. So I was like mm. trying to pull friends up to, to go to Westchester right. at that point. And Tough say sell. like, come on, let's yeah, let's go get in the car for an hour and a half. We'll drive up there, watch a game. They'll probably lose, and we'll be sitting in tiny seats. And mm. there's like four bathrooms for the entire <laughs> chair. But like, it'll be a good time, I promise. And now I could say like, I've got season tickets, and I'm right behind, like mm. right off the the tunnel, and it's affordable. Right. And now I can say like, we're gonna go see because yeah, Sabrina was going to be. I, I was going to say, like, you've heard of Sabrina Unescu, which is already a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the hardest part. So now there's someone you want to <laughs> see. Definitely. And then three games in, 
I had to temper expectations and say like, all right, mm. they, they have half a dozen rookies out there. Yeah. And like they had a whole bunch of opt outs because they had mm-hmm. so many overseas players and health right. and everything mm-hmm. with the bubble. So hopefully, you know, this season I can try again to, to <laughs> get them back in, but I, I feel like it, it's, it's uh, at this point I have so many friends just like reading articles that mm-hmm. they should know a lot going right. into the season, even mm-hmm. if I've given them like false hope. But at least they'll be coming from the same place that I'm coming from at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with every off season for every team, and you know, we share a lot of the similar fandoms. I'm also a Jets fan. I'm also a Knicks fan. Um, you know, off season equals hope. It equals yeah. kind of this unbridled optimism. And then you know, a couple of weeks in, you usually are disappointed. Although with the Knicks so far, haven't been. Um, but every with all fandoms, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah. Uh, and so with the Liberty, again, it'll be really cool. I think there's going to be this nice, you know, it's big off season debut in the Barclays, Sabrina's debut. Like there's going to be these interesting, a lot of different narratives that all will cause people to really tune in. I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it will be. And that's not, that's not me being a fan here. There, um, I put out a piece for a Winsider a couple of weeks ago, which was, the the premise was which of the four teams that missed the playoffs because it's the same pair it's the same four teams that have missed for the last two years mm. um and those four teams have only made four out of a potential 16 playoff berths in the last four seasons so it's it's there's a lot of parity up top but down mm-hmm. at the bottom has been largely the same right so i wrote about which of the four teams and i do honestly believe that the liberty are the best equipped to make that leap mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's going to be hard on paper when you're saying they won two games last season. <laughs> like you said, like you had two games, you had seven and a half quarters of Sabrina, right. and then they went out and they got Natasha Howard, who was a former Defensive Player of the Year, and they got Sammy Whitcomb, who's a mm-hmm. terrific three-point shooter and also a solid per, uh, perimeter yep. defender, and then they signed Benaja Laney, who was most improved last year and is an incredible pick-and-roll defender. Mm-hmm. So it's like you are starting with a team that was ninth in defense last season. And now your entire identity is going to be defense. Right. And they shot the second most threes last season mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of people that were not really three point shooters. Right. Um, right. So right. that was the other goal in this off season is Sammy Wickham's a career 35%, but she was hitting 38 last season. And then Laney was over 40. Natasha Howard was close to 40. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca Allen was 42. And then she didn't play last season. Marine Johannes is a great mm-hmm. shooter. and She didn't play last season. So they're bringing back all these shooters and they're going to have a point guard because turnovers were a huge issue. So like, <laughs> of course your defense is right. going to be terrible if you're constantly running back mm-hmm. in transition. Yep. Um, so like, it, it's not that they're going from a two win team and they're starting from scratch. It's basically a, a new team out there, and it's mm-hmm. a really talented team too. Yeah, and they won't be carrying as many rookies. Um, you know, it was like an yeah. unprecedented amount of uh, rookies. It was basically just like a college team trying to exactly. compete in the W. Yeah. Um, without without any practice also. There was almost no practice at all in the bubble, and that was something mm. that Coach Walt Hopkins talked about um, at a media session last week. As he said, like he's so excited about being able to practice again. <laughs> And that they couldn't work in with the personnel mm-hmm. and with the limited practice time, they couldn't work in like different yep. sets on offense and defense. And right. they they can now switch, and they weren't able to do that <laughs> last year, really. Yeah, and also just the the nature of the the bubble or the wobble, like the sense of playing every other day. I mean, that was 
a lot of games jam packed into a little bit of time. It made fun for fans. You know, I was yeah. at home. I loved it. Yeah. I was at home social distancing watching every game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I was watching all the time, but you know, even someone who grew to like some of these other players on the team, definitely the injury to Sabrina, you know, like you said, tempered those expectations and that excitement. Um, so you've been talking a little bit about the off season um, and you talked about Natasha Howard and Sammy Whitcomb, who were some of the players who were on the roster last year, or maybe who opted out, who you're excited to see again, um, either because yeah. they played in the, be- in the bubble, got experience and can, can really contribute or because of circumstances with the pandemic, you're like, they're going to fit in so well. Yeah. Uh, I think we should, probably start by talking about uh, Rebecca Allen because Mm -hmm. Rebecca Allen was basically, is basically the prototype for what Walt Hopkins is looking for in his system. She's, uh, she's a wing who can play basically like four positions on the, on the court. And she's exciting on both ends. She's a shot maker. She's got like a solid set shot from the wings Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, she hit 42% of her threes a couple of years back, back in 2019. Mm. And she's, uh, got a solid wingspan. Um, she's been playing in Australia for the last couple of, for the last couple of months until recently where she's been in Spain, but she's mm. Australian. So she was there, um, during the wobble season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marine Johannes is just so exciting. She is the one of the flashiest passers I've ever <laughs> seen playing basketball. And right. just like, I, I don't often use this word both because I don't think I can say it without sounding like a nerd. And I, but like swag, she has swag on the court and, <laughs> and there's no other way to describe what I don't understand, like how her mind works when she's playing basketball, because when <laughs> I'm playing I know that like I've got a solid mid range jumper and that I can like fundamentally get my footwork going and, (laughs) and, and get to the basket. She is anticipating passes and throwing Mm -hmm. behind the backs and over her head. She has this like over her head behind her head (laughs) pass that she does like relatively consistently. And her, her layup finishing package is all Mm. these like scoop one handed, like, moving her hand back and forth like it's a baton and she's leading an orchestra she's like all over the place and she's got step back threes that she had two games in her rookie season with the liberty two years ago where she went six for six and was four for four on threes (laughs) like and their end of the shot clock end of the quarter you know that she's not passing the ball and she'll just dribble into a step back three that like almost scrapes the ceiling (laughs) and it just drops in and she's streaky and needs to like bulk up a little bit on defense, Mm -hmm. but is just so exciting. And the potential of, of her, if you have her and Sabrina both in a (laughs) backcourt and surrounded by shooters, like, what Mm -hmm. are you, what are you doing? (laughs) If you're there, it's, it's just going to be like a, like a hidden ball trick basically. (laughs) Yeah. You're painting this picture of uh, her, you know, flashiness and her potential, her swag. And I'm kind of like, I was like thinking, man, that kind of sounds like Sabrina in a lot of ways, but um, you know, maybe there's going to be this nice balance of the two. That'll be really fun. And it's probably best for coach Walt Hopkins to always know he has a steady ball handler, someone who can create at the end of the shot clock. Um, So I want to ask a little bit about, um, you know, you you talked about being a fan of, you know, the Knicks and the Islanders and the Yankees and the Jets. Um, And I'm curious about how we've seen, 
like pro athletes attend other teams games. Even this week, the Knicks uh, had fans back for the first time Madison Square Garden in 11 months. We see Justin Tuck and CeCe Sabathia have already attended games. In the past, we've seen uh, Sam Darnold attend Nets games. Um, so I'm curious, with this upcoming season for the Liberty at Barclays, what would it mean to you as the fan to see some of your favorite athletes from other sports sitting courtside um, you know, at Liberty games? Yeah, I think that one of the advantages that you have when you're trying to pitch players to come to mm -hmm. New York and to the Barclays Center is that Josai also owns the Brooklyn Nets mm -hmm. and has talked a lot about wanting to have a synergy there. So he wants those players to practice together and like work out together and get to know each other. Mm -hmm. So imagine seeing KD or Kyrie and Kyrie has been incredibly supportive of yep. the W um, and paid some salaries last season for players that couldn't go. Um, or if you're seeing Harden and you just, I, I think that that's what's so important is just like normalizing women's mm -hmm. sports. And um, I, I also think that being in the same building affords them an opportunity that I, I wasn't, I, I'm not sure how much the Knicks were ever really mm. involved. It felt just like with Dolan, I feel like he's got a list of properties and he's just like, all right, that one and that one and that yeah, one, but yeah. there's nothing, there's no synergy there. Mm -hmm. um, so the potential and the fact that they've talked about it right. is really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I, and Barclays center, it's, it's just so accessible. It's, it's right. a, a transit hub. So you mm -hmm. really could get fans. I know like baseball is going to be, is going to be tough because summertime they're playing themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but Football will be out of season yep. for most of the season and, and the NBA mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of like whatever happens with the Olympics. Cause we're still kind of waiting on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the potential there and the Islanders are finally getting out of the Barclays center, but they were there too. Right, for a bit. Right. Yeah. Actually, as you were speaking, I just realized there could be an interesting crossover here. Does the Liberty season start in June again this year? Uh, um, so they haven't announced it. Yeah. Oh, normally wow. they're late. Normally they're late May, um, but I think right now they're waiting on the Olympics because okay. that's going to affect their scheduling. Because um, I was going to say there might yeah. be this weird crossover with the Nets potentially playing in the NBA Finals in June. So you could have like Barclays Center could host an NBA Finals game on a Monday and then like a Liberty game on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Kyrie Irving uh, mention is so crucial there. I know he's a, a he has a massive love for women's basketball. Um, you know his relationship with uh, Kobe Bryant and. Gigi when they were alive was strong and he still carries them with him to this day. And, you know, then you have Sabrina Ionescu who also has this amazing uh, relationship with the Bryant family. And it's like two of the Bryant's closest mentees or whatever relationship, however you want to describe mm -hmm. it. It's like they both play at the Barclays. So I think that's like a pretty fantastic, uh, perhaps coincidence that they both play there. And I'm definitely yeah, and excited. So, about and that. Sabrina's going to be a draw. Sabrina will mm -hmm. be a draw for different yes. basketball players too. Yeah. And I, I just think, I think that's where I love the, I mean, I love the line normalized women's sports, although I also think it should be unnecessary. Like we should just, mm -hmm. it shouldn't need to be said, but it, it does for now at least. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on miles um, to talk more about the Liberty and we have fans who are Nets fans. And so we want them to be like, yo, there's going to be another great basketball team in your building. Um, yeah, basketball doesn't stop all yeah, year. Round. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it really doesn't. And um, it's so great to have the Liberty back in New York. Um, 
like we said, after that little hiatus in Westchester. And, you know, I think there'll even be Knicks, fan, Knicks fans that tune in. I think there'll be Knicks players that tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, Sabrina's going to be a big draw. And I think even like little subtleties, like people love the seafoam green. I had friends last summer who aren't Those Liberty fans. Oh. They're just, you know, they love basketball. They'll just text me. Wow. Like, that is such a cool colorway. There's, I need those shorts, um, which, you know, that's a whole other conversation about the WNBA yeah. <laughs> selling more gear. Um, but, you know, we saw that stuff with the orange sweatshirts uh, in the NBA bubble. Um, do you happen to have one of those? Are you one of the I lucky owners? I actually do. I was wearing it earlier today. So I realized <laughs> it, was, it was right in front of me. So I've got, I've got Amazing. the orange here. And I've got two, I've got another version of them. There's um, a website, I I forget what it's called and this is bad because I'm trying to plug them. Hmm. Um, but it's like clutch sports or something like that, that works with Las Vegas sports and mm-hmm. they made a version of the orange hoodie, but it was with Asia Wilson's statue that just went up. Oh, very uh, cool. In South Carolina. So I've got two versions of this orange hoodie, which is great. So I can yeah, just keep them rotating. Yeah. I've got a, a Liberty t-shirt and a Liberty hat um, because it's one, I want to rep because it's, it's going to, they're going to be fun. And two, because it looks great and that's like yeah. half the battle towards like you know convincing people to be fans and uh getting people in the building and getting people supporting and tuning in and you know the work you're doing and uh all the independent outlets that you mentioned earlier and we'll be sure to you know uh, link to all your work um as well so i really appreciate you taking the time to sit down is there anything you want to plug anything you have coming out soon that needs to be read or anything you're working on besides uh what the mascot's new name will be Sure, sure. Uh, well, first of all, the three sites that I'm writing for are Nets Republic. So NetsRepublic.com is, we cover, I don't specifically cover the Brooklyn Nets, but they cover the Brooklyn Nets and we cover the Liberty and the Long Island Nets. There aren't a lot of outlets doing that. Um, but we've got a great team of writers there on both sides. But mm-hmm. on the Liberty side, I can I know even better <laughs> because I also do some editing there. So I know that they're really great writers. Um and we've got a lot of pieces in the works or mm-hmm. that have recently been published about these recent transactions. So if you want to kind of catch up mm-hmm. before ahead of the season, now's a good time for it. Right. Um, at Windsider, Windsider is a, a huge independent site. It's, it might mm-hmm. be the biggest out there actually for women's, for only women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently hit um, 10,000 followers on Twitter, which yep. is a big mark. Uh, and Windsider my most recent piece was the one that I, I referenced about which team is going mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. Um, but I just, I I'm starting to, I pitched yesterday and I'm going to write an article about NBA top shot and what that could potentially mean for the W. Oh. And I'm excited to get into that because I went from thinking it was silly to then mm-hmm. listening to a podcast about it and then thinking it was amazing mm-hmm. in the span of a half hour. So if <laughs> I, I hope to capture that right. um, and talk to a couple of players and get some quotes to see what they're thinking on that. Right. Um, right. So that I'll work on for the next couple of weeks. Awesome. And then at Queen Ballers Club, um, I write long player profiles there. So Great. if you really want to get into, uh, I, I wrote my most recent one was about Diamond to Shields, who's mm-hmm. just fantastic. And if you want four mm-hmm. or 5,000 words about a player and get to know everything from Definitely. like them growing up to playing in high school, through college, through overseas, wow. into the W, mm-hmm. um, I've got those up there too. And all of my stuff is on my website. So mileserlich.com. And Great. I've got all of my writing there. And I also have for the last couple of years curated a 
selection of WNBA players with their dogs. So if you're into oh. if you're into WNBA dogs, there's Definitely. a whole page there. <laughs> oh well, uh, yeah, that's that's great. Um, that's a, just another great way to get people involved. With the W's show the dogs. Is uh, do a lot of the players have dogs? Is that yeah, what, uh, yeah, a lot of them do, and I. I'm all over Instagram all over the time, like all the time looking for more, <laughs> for more pictures. I mean, I'm sure by now they know to just send you cute photos and videos of their dogs. I haven't quite carved out that space, <laughs> but that's my goal. That's my ultimate goal is to get to just like, Hey, I just adopted a dog and be tagged in something on Twitter. Yeah. It's like, uh, you'd be like the league fits, but of, uh, of dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the, what's the name of that? Is there an account dedicated to it or? Uh, no. So that's it's on, just, it's just on the website. That's okay. on milesarelick.com. And then there's a tab at the top on the far right that says WNBA dogs and you click through that and it's got them all in like a, a slideshow. That's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Miles, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk all things Liberty and just fandom in general. Um, we're really excited to read more of your pieces. We'll be sure to link all of them on the web on concrete New York sports. And um, you know, we're going to hopefully have you back on when uh, we get closer to the season, once that official date is announced and maybe when some games start going. Um, and you know, fingers crossed that fans are going to be in the attendance and in droves. So thanks again. Really appreciate you taking this time. This is a lot of fun. Awesome.